We the Gamer Cast is powered by patrons at patreon.com slash Capri, And I want to say thank you to all 70 patrons who support us over there, especially our Cup Premium producers, Dallas Ford, Drew Agnew, and I hope you'll subscribe to his podcast, The House of Mario. Jace Baldridge, you can follow him on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Backeridge. Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team, and Jonathan Brown. And I hope you'll subscribe to his YouTube channel at youtube.com slash gaming purple monkey our platinum producers robbie bobby miller brian scott and trucker sloth and all of our gold members like argo benji kong brendan myers dallas robbins dano emily o'kelly heather boney james johnson joel brooks jose jimenez mac time marcus o'neill rj kern skinny matt and xavier reyes if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash Capri, and you can learn how you can get your name read at the start of the show, just like this. Now, on with the show. Welcome to We The Gamer Cast. It publishes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Google Play and everywhere else every single Monday. But patrons get it first. They get it on Fridays. Thank you guys for listening and hitting subscribe and telling a friend and telling your mom and telling your um, your weird uh, – the puppets that you have in your house. Why do you have those puppets still? You should probably – justify those i was gonna say get rid of them but, but at least like are they there for a real good reason like are they are you are you are you working on your ventriloquism how's a ventriloquism come on. is it ventriloquism do do ventriloquist practice ventrilo guys i'm getting a little ahead of myself uh if you're new here's the deal every single week i have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet and we talk about life in video games and if you want to be on the show or just tweet something nice to me you can tweet at me at sean capri it's sean like connery capri like the pants so much great stuff is happening i I'm in a good mood. Are you guys good? <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm feeling great, man. I had a, I've had a good, uh, good work week, a week of work. I had a, there's a great episode coming your way. I feel like I've been on 47 podcasts over the last little bit, and uh, and we're here, man. Life is good. It's the snow is melting. <laughs> Goodness gracious, where do I even, where do I even live? I've got my, I got, I had a large decaf coffee tonight, you guys. It was actually, it was actually quite delicious. Not just the medium. I treated myself. Got that, got that extra, got that large coffee. But the, but the decaf, can you believe that all of this comes from, like, I haven't really been caffeinated in a couple of months. I hope you guys are good. I'm excited, man. I have uh, some weird stuff to talk to you guys about before we jump into my conversation with anti-macro. And I can't, uh, or I guess, I, you know, can we can we say, like, Rod Orcheski? Like, Rod, Rod, Rod I, I haven't titled this episode just yet. I don't know what you guys are going to get. It'll probably say anti-macro. But I had a conversation with Rod that I'm that we're gonna we're gonna get to in a moment. Um, but important stuff, you guys. Normally, I like to come at you with like, here's what's going on in my life, and here's the things that I'm that that, that I'm going through. But like, honestly, like I feel just I feel good. <laughs> I feel like really, other than the gut, I've really like I've got to get this thing under control. Uh, the metabolism has halted. I don't. I, I'm trying to get active. I'm feeling okay about that stuff. But that's a that's old news at this point. I'll, I'll give you guys an update when I make some sort of like major breakthrough. But the, 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 the weights are li- being lifted sometimes. I may have been obsessed a little bit with, uh, with Mass Effect over the last week or so. And um, I hope you guys have found something that you can just enjoy, man. I've really enjoyed just being like kind of lost in that. Everything is going good. I hope you guys are doing good. Uh, so I actually, uh, earlier today, I was said, I'm going to record 
I'm going to record the uh, the We the GamerCast intro. So, like, what do you guys want me to talk about? Kind of like a little, like a mini version of what we do over the Pants Patreon podcast for Patrons Podcast, which is the exclusive bonus podcast when you support patreon.com slash Jimmy Capri at the $3 and up level, by the way. It's a, a little Q&A. So a little, little taste. I want to do, man, I think I've told you guys this before. I want to get that show like a little, um, like a little snippet. If there's anybody out there who wants to help me with that, <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, I think I, I don't know if I mentioned it on this show or wherever. Somewhere I mentioned, and this is repeating, I apologize, but whatever. Uh, I'm doing content every single every single day of the week. Mondays, I'm I'm typically recording this show with the guests for We The Gamer Cast. Tuesday is uh, the Nintendo Drive. Wednesday is the Pants Podcast in the morning. Uh, the Pants Patreon Podcast for Patrons Podcast, which is your exclusive bonus podcast for supporting Yumi Capri. Then we do the Xbox Drive at lunchtime. Then on Thursdays, I'm streaming, uh, or, or in this case, recording the intro uh, for this show. Friday, a stream as well. We could be anything. Friday at twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. Saturdays, of course, Halo Saturdays. And Sundays is Sweet Hangs. That's the week. That's when I'm doing all the things. So, um, yeah, we're doing it here, man. We're out here, but... You know what the thing is? It's being supported by uh, by Patreon, like I said, at the at the highest level. Twitch has never been as high as it is. The listenership has never been as high as it is. And we um we're we're launching the Nintendo Drive. We were launching the RPG Cave. We're launching the Nintendo Drive. It's all happening. We're just waiting on that artwork coming in. Uh, we need some artwork for the Nintendo Drive, and then you guys will um it'll it'll escape the exclusivity, which is in the Patreon. But um, all that aside. I put the call out to you guys. What do you want me to talk about? Uh, and a couple of you uh, wrote in, and I appreciate this very much. Joel Falcon, Joel, a.k.a. Falcon, Joel, Joel Brooks. You guys hear me talk about him at the start of the show. Uh, he said, you should talk uh, talk about tearaway pants. And, I, you know, the first thing that comes to mind with tearaway pants is somebody else's tearaway pants and everybody trying to rip them off of them. Does, do you guys know... Some of you are you are you all as old as I am? Can you remember the, the olden days? Where in life were you when tearaway pants... Uh, were a thing some of you weren't even you weren't even born yet some of you weren't even like a thing that's weird to think about right that the world existed before before you were around there are things that were before me too like i'm not i'm not timeless (laughs) i am not infinite but uh, there was a time when 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 you when you purposefully bought a pair of pants that you had to like button up yourself and 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 you'd walk around at school depending on where you were were at in school uh somebody might just like rip them off i think that's called assault actually <laughs> when i think back to like what was that like the that would have been in the 90s yeah what, like 90 i don't know ni- like 94 or something like that what grade would i have been in um 94 probably would have been in grade four i think that's how that works so probably like late 90s probably like 98 something like that would have been would have been tearaway time for me and yeah it was just kind of like well if you're not wearing shorts under those tearaways, then it's your own fault. You should like it's your own fault. You're you're sitting there in your underwear, you dummy. That was the '90s, kids. That's why that's why we're all damaged because <laughs> of shit like that. Um, Edward Varnell at that retro code comes in and says, uh, "Talk about getting ready for summer gaming. I, I want to know more about this, man. What what, what is this? Um, I don't like. Is it different? Is there? I feel like usually summer." Summer is kind of like there's you get a little spring boost of games, which we're, we're kind of experiencing right now, which is exciting. I don't know if that extends out into the summer. Is it like because back in the day, maybe as a kid, summer gaming, summer gaming was like, OK, I'm off from school and I kind of hope that it's just going to be a crappy day because I don't want to go outside. I want to stay inside a neighbor Matt's house and play Mario Kart all damn summer or uh, or Star Fox 64. Holy crap, summer gaming. Good times. As a kid, as an adult, I feel like, you know, people are talking about the end of school. And I'm like, I guess that is the time of year that it is. Like, I don't know. I, I basically get a reminder when it's um like birthdays, 
anniversaries and Christmas. And every now and then there's like something in the world that reminds you of like what where are we in the year or that very helpful Twitter handle that says like the year 2021 is whatever the hell. 40% complete. I'm not sure where we're at. Uh, and Jace, of course, back of Ridge, uh, he says, talk about waffles. Let me tell you something about waffles. I love all, you guys know this about me, I think. I love all breakfast food, but waffles are special. Like, the waffles are almost like a, that's almost like proposing. If you make somebody waffles for breakfast, like, that's that's very, very special. I, I will I will read into that 100%. Like, if somebody just, like, came over and said, hey, man, I I, um, I made you some waffles, and I'm like, so we're getting... We're getting pretty serious then, I guess, aren't we? <laughs> like that's very, that's very. The waffles are are luscious. Belgian waffles, especially, you get the whipped cream and the strawberry, or sometimes maybe you get a. Um, speaking of neighbor Matt, as I mentioned six minutes ago, uh, we would go over to neighbor Matt's house, and if we were lucky and if we were good, neighbor Matt's mom would make us. Was it waffles? That might have been pancakes. I might have jumped the jumped the shark over into pancake land. Uh, they made they made blueberry pancakes with this like amazing like thick just amazing uh, blueberry sauce on top of the blueberry waffle or blueberry pancakes. Yeah, it's probably not surprising to Jace that I jumped from waffles to pancakes. But there it is. There it is. I want to tell you guys that Dano uh, rated the podcast, and you guys can do that too. I would love to get a couple more ratings on on Apple. Apparently that helps. Uh, and uh, I'll read you the review, and then we're going to get into the thing with the, with Rod. We're going we're gonna to hear that. Here's, here's the review. Dano says, great podcast, really enjoyable episodes and hosts. The conversations they have regarding gaming can make you see many different sides from gaming consumers. And that was a five-star review. So Dano, thank you so much, because uh, that prompts me to say if you like this show you can support it at patreon.com slash capri you can also rate it on itunes if you if you can't support on patreon or if you just don't want to or for whatever reason that's not that's not your thing go to itunes leave a review it definitely helps and i will give you bonus points if you leave it in a haiku let's do that again let's let, let's do it bring the haiku back guys uh we can't let the haiku die here's the thing that's the end of the intro which means it's the beginning of the real episode. This is what you're here for, for the conversation. Uh, anti-macro, you follow him on Twitter, at anti-macro. You're going to hear at the very end why it's anti-macro. Fascinating stuff. Um, we stopped recording. I ended up talking for another, like, two and a half hours. It's one of those conversations. A good old Canadian boy. This guy has done everything in his life. I really enjoyed uh, my chat. I hope you guys enjoyed it, too. Here he is, Rod Orecheski. <laughs> Like you actually got like a decent setup there. Like you're you're creating the stuff. You're you're making stuff. What are you what are you making? You got your YouTube channel going on. Let's start let's start there. What are you doing? So I've had a YouTube channel for a while that I uh, off and on I get you know like like gaming you get streaks where you don't want to do it you do yeah yeah um so I, I've you know twelve hundred thirteen hundred followers on there and uh, then I said well I I want to do something more focused. Uh, so I got an Atmos Ninja 5. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the best in the market. 4K, 60 frames a second. Wait, HDR. what the hell is that? I say, mm-hmm, like I know what it, what it is. What is what is that? So, <laughs> Atmos Ninja uh, 5, what does it do? You see TV crews out shooting, and yeah. they got that little monitor they look at. Okay, yeah. That's what that is. It's a little monitor recorder. It records onto an SSD yeah. while you're playing. And, uh, oh, it's, a capture it's, card. It's like an okay. Elgon, just a regular capture card. Okay. Only the highest quality you can get. Yeah. Digital I had, Foundry, they use this stuff. Interesting. Okay. So I get the sense that you're kind of like a, and I kind of knew this ahead of time anyways, but like you're kind of like, you're kind of a techie kind of like, Giant you, you like, you like, what do you call it? Like <laughs> you like your gadgets. 
yeah, right? Like, absolutely. where does that all start? Because I definitely recall that kind of like beginning origins for me of like, oh, that's like, and I'll tell you very, very briefly, um, connecting two VCRs together so that you could tape to tape record stuff. I was like, I am so in on this stuff. Like once that clicked in my mind, I thought the whole world opened up to me, man. No one has ever thought of this before. <laughs> well, maybe I don't know that I felt like I was groundbreaking, but I felt very I felt like that was for wizards somewhere else to do. Like some oh. some other person had figured this out and I would never be able to. And I think that that's I mean, there's something to be said about that just with any sort of like discovery uh, or learning really is the basic way to say it. But yeah, like where does like the the gadgetry kind of obsession maybe start with you? Well, honestly, it kind of started that way for me, too. A friend that I was living with <laughs> rented a movie every day. Yeah. <laughs> never watched them. You just yeah. st- stick them in one VCR, mm-hmm. put the blank tape in the other one, hit play, hit record, and then we'd go drinking or play ball or whatever. Yeah. And on weekends, we'd watch all these tapes mm-hmm. that we finally had time to watch. Yeah, and man. Just seeing that and saying, oh, you know, if we go audio out to audio, instead of just going from... Uh, I can't remember the connectors, the left-right connectors, the sure. stereo sound. Yeah. What Composite. if we improve this? What if we do this? And yeah, mm-hmm. just it was a ridiculous setup that ended up with, what if we output that to a PC with a capture card? Yes. And burn the DVD and, oh, it's. Yeah. And, and then, everyone else is just like, why don't we just download movies? Well, you got there eventually. Like we had, um, we, we had connected 64s to, um. I don't remember if it was to a VCR and then to the computer, but we eventually, like at some point, we captured the sound effects for all the gunfires in GoldenEye. We did like a single fire and then a burst for every gun in the game and recorded it because uh, neighbor Matt, who I've talked about on the show quite a lot, he um, you could you could import that into 3D Movie Maker, Windows 3D Movie Maker. So he would have like these elaborate two and a half hour long movies using like pretty legit kind of sound effects or or even like we had a we'd record sound clips from all these movies that we'd connect to the to the computer like we were always we were always tinkering so i feel like it's just sort of like once you start there you know you can kind of figure out what the next 30 40 years are probably going to look like for you and any kid out there who started with a genesis like that was the first system i ever bought with my own money oh really um with your own money oh yeah what were you how were you making money um so I was mowing lawns yeah. to save up money. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what I was saving up money for. Yeah. But we went to the city and we walk into Kmart or something. Sure. <laughs> uh, some store yeah, is probably dude. dead now, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see the Genesis and it's got Sonic packed in. I'm like, I have to have this. Yeah. I've got enough money. Mm-hmm. My parents, not so keen on it. Yeah. But when they turned around, I grabbed it to the counter, bought it, took it out to the car, stowed it in the trunk. It's no problem. So wait, it. number one, how old are you when this is happening? Uh, I couldn't even tell you. I, I don't remember. Like teens? Like like are yeah. you like you're sneaking this? Yeah, I, I was not supposed to buy it, but I bought it anyway. <laughs> so anybody who had a Genesis like that, I mean, I bought the Genesis. And then later on, a guy in town had the uh, Sega CD. Yeah. Wanted to get rid of it. Great. Attaches underneath, huh? Okay. What and the And then heck? someone else, I got a 32X. Mm-hmm. I had a Game Gear or Game Genie. I can't remember what it's called. 
Yeah, so it, it's just this tower of power that just kept getting taller and taller. Did they have well? Game, so Game Gear was the was the handheld. Game Genie right. was like Game the thing Genie, that let Game you Shark. cheat. Yeah, with all the all the codes. Did I didn't realize they had a Game Genie for Sega? Actually, yeah, I so had only known it for. It would Nintendo. plug in on top of the 32x, and then your cart would go on top of that. Holy crap, dude! It was ridiculous. How did it even work? Well, and you know, Sega continues. We always talk about the tower of power with with Sega. Um, and it's funny, I was uh, somebody had shared my uh, Xbox Series X unboxing today, and I remember, like, I, I unboxed and I said the Tower of Power. I'm like, that's a Sega thing. Like, why did I say that for an Xbox thing? But anyway, Reclaiming it. My God. I, yeah, I guess so. Just reviving it. Um, yeah, revive it before Microsoft buys Sega. That's all. They, uh, dude, can you imagine? Like, please. Let's just, just for Persona. Um, and then oh, Barry, Barry Sonic. Do you, uh, let me ask you this. Like, when, you know, you have a lot of, nostalgia i'm i'm assuming a lot of like history in your gaming with with sonic do you have you come around like the rest of us just to acknowledge that sonic games aren't very good ah uh, they haven't been good for a long time <laughs> okay you I can mean, at least you can see the truth it's it's funny though i i started gaming um we went to my uncle's for christmas and he had this pong machine attached, mm-hmm. to, his, attached to his tv and i thought it was neat but didn't think too much of it sure but then you started noticing video games popping up, like mm-hmm. uh, an Atari Twenty Six Hundred. My parents got it at a uh, like a thrift store for yeah. ten bucks, and then games were five bucks each. Mm-hmm. And every time we'd go down, uh, I live in a small town, like a village, a village five hundred people. Wow, and, really? Uh, five hundred oh, yeah, people? That's where I grew up. Hang on, okay, we're going over here for a second. What is that like? Five hundred people? You know everybody a couple oh, times yeah. over. Yeah, that that honestly that never changed my whole life. Um, I moved from there to a town about twenty five hundred, five thousand people. Yeah, uh, I started working at the newspaper eventually. But wait, what's I, school like when you're living in when you live in a town of five hundred people? Like, what's school like? Are you there with like four other kids? Uh, fifteen, sixteen people. Oh my god, that's, well, that's great. That's actually like you get a lot of attention. They're perfect sizes. Like, mm-hmm. Um, it did drive the teachers nuts though, uh, especially math, like. I did the math. I think you did this too, where you realize, okay, that final test is 80% of my grade. Yeah. Oh, big I don't time. have to do anything. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. grade 12, uh, my teacher, like three quarters through the year, mm-hmm. like called my parents in and she's talking to me and she's just crying. She's like, like, you're going, I don't understand. You're so smart. You just, you don't do the work. You don't care. You don't pay attention yeah. to class. I'm like, well, I, I don't have to. Yeah. You're so I, smart. You figured out yeah, the system. I, yeah. I don't understand. I was like, if I get a 90 on the final, I'll pass. Yeah. And uh, she's like, I, you can't just expect that. I was like, it's it's a bit of a gamble. Like as smart as it is to figure it out like that and kind of do the, the, the reverse engineering on it. Like it is like, what if you, what if you miss, what if it's a one question I, 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 winner I takes ace- all exam? I aced the final. I think I had a 98, like second highest. You son of a bitch. Like, of Uh, course you did. (laughs) And passed. I didn't do, I think I did half the assignments all year. Most of them at the start of the year before I realized I don't have to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, My English, I finished. They had, they made you sit there for an hour. Yeah. I had the whole thing done, had the essay written and a 45 minute mark. And I just sat there for 15 minutes drumming my fingers on the desk. Yeah. Are you an only child? Did you you have brothers? Did you have brothers and sisters? Uh, One older brother, two younger sisters. Okay. So it's actually very similar to me. So I had, uh, there are four kids in my family as well. 
were you all the same? Were you all very smart? Did you have like were your older siblings kind of showing uh, you the way on this a little bit? Not so much. My <laughs> youngest sister <laughs> and I were really smart. Uh, I mean, none of us good in school and smart are two different things. Fair, fair statement. Yeah, definitely. We were we were both very good in school. Uh, my younger, my youngest sister was really good. My uh, sister closest to me uh, struggled more in school, but did really well in her life. So yeah. Who's smart now? Yeah, isn't that isn't that something else? And my like, older brother, let's just not talk about. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> were you were you guys all close together? Like, did you like close in age? Did you hang out? Did you oh, play yeah. games together and stuff? Yeah, for um, about half the year, my brother and I are the same age. Oh, okay. Oh, the, wow, super close. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's my sister's in a grade younger than me, and then my youngest was three grades younger. So holy, sure. yeah, just why not? Just pop them all out at the. Uh, well, we live time. in a small town, 500 people. It's just how it works. When the train goes by, they wake up and there's nothing else to do. So, yeah, really? Yeah, what do you so what kids. do you do? Like how do you spend like what are summers like? Like you're out of school, then like then what do you do? Aside well, from connecting VCRs yeah. to each other and bootlegging videos. Actually, and... most of the time when I was a kid, uh I didn't touch video games, you know, TV. Yeah. I'd watch uh Stampede Wrestling yeah, on Saturdays man. with my dad mm-hmm. and then watch Maple Leaf Wrestling. Yeah. Which really dates you when you say that way maple leaf wrestling yeah dude yeah and star trek mm-hmm. and uh, but outside of that we're outside riding bikes uh yeah. playing ball yeah uh, irma the town i grew up in uh super dedicated ball system um, yeah we have a community organized and developed three diamond uh i think it's four diamonds now actually ball set up uh, one of the diamonds has lights yeah it's we held a national championship there that's actually to play on a diamond with lights like if anybody's really ever experienced that like it it, and especially depending on the time of year you know it can get dark here either very early or never at all um but yeah playing under lights is something else man i we did um we did a the world's longest soccer game a couple of times we were playing round the clock for a couple of days and um yeah the generators kick in and those lights flood the field and it's just like I don't know. There's something very, very magical about it. It's, it's, it's unnaturally light, naturally. Um, but I don't know. It just kind of, it's very, it feels very like as close to the pros maybe as you'll get. Like you don't typically have somebody roll out the lights for you, you know? Oh yeah. And you see, we don't, um, all we did was play ball in the summer. Yeah. We played ball. And then when you weren't playing ball, you played road hockey. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then in the winter you played hockey. And that yeah. was it. And I mean, you, you played with the same guys from, you know, when you're four and five all yeah. the way to your 18. So we have good teams. Um, Irma is uh, a powerhouse of sports. Uh, is that that's what, what it I, is? I'm there's monitoring nothing else right to do? Now. Exactly. I, I've, I've always wondered that because, yeah, facility. What were the facilities like? Like when you're like, were you playing ever ice hockey, though? Like you say, oh, yeah. road yeah, hockey. Ice, we have a, an arena, like a yeah. town of 500 people yeah. has an arena uh, with the best ice around crazy because uh, irma has really good water yeah uh we have gorgeous ball diamonds yeah I, apparently we have curling i don't know i didn't play um <laughs> but you have these guys who are dedicated like in um at one point in the mid 80s early 90s the aces senior hockey team uh were so good like we had guys on there that made the nhl guys that could have made the nhl and mm-hmm. Some of them wanted to stay farmers, like the the Sutter story. Wow! Where they, the most the most famous of them didn't want to play. He wanted to be a farmer. So 
he was he was the best of them but yeah how did that make um, you feel so like we, did you ever want to did you ever want to go for it i did i got hit from behind um spent six weeks in u of a hospital and that was pretty much it for my hockey what um holy God, how old were you when you got hit from behind uh 15 in like a like a cross check kind of situation or up against the glass or open ice or yeah what? i was uh i was five or six feet out from the boards oh, uh the blue line god yeah and uh puck came around i turned towards the boards uh just to flip it back out and yeah. uh, i drilled me right from behind do you remember any of it or I, were you out or what i don't remember a thing yeah I, i'll bet i remember uh getting pushed from behind yeah and then nothing and then i woke up uh <gasps> on my back uh one of my coaches was like on, on the ice you woke yeah. up on the ice yeah uh, one of my coaches was on me, telling me to breathe. And then uh, when I woke up, he's asking if I could feel my feet, if I, you know, was I okay? Terrifying. Um, I had hit the door of the player's bench. Oh, my God. Head first from about five feet out. And uh, it was the old style latches that pop up. Yeah. Instead of slide through. Sure, yeah. And it popped the latch and I went in about halfway and they, they flipped me over and pulled me back on the ice unconscious, which now we know not to do. Don't touch him. <laughs> yeah. uh, they got me up. And uh, again, something you don't do. Uh, I sat on the bench for a little while. Um, thought about going back in the game, but I was, I was having trouble breathing and, and just in some distress. So they, they took me to the room. and uh, how, took- hockey, how hockey is that, though, by yeah. the way? Have like this catastrophic event happen. You're like, no, nah, maybe I should go back out there for the next shift. Like, yeah, I, I, I was hockey. willing to. I was going to try, but yeah, uh, they took me back in, took my skates off, and started like really having trouble. Yeah. And, uh, so my my mom takes me to the hospital. Which, so she uh, was there. Like they didn't have to call yeah. her. Like she was in the yeah, stand. She watched it yeah, happen. My, my mom and dad watched every game we played. Can it's, you imagine, cold. like, as a parent now, like watching watching your kid get just destroyed like oh my mom ice. was gonna fight somebody i'll uh, bet in the stand somebody was yelling, get him off the ice and my mom was gonna scrap so we, we took me to the hospital and they, we get there and they're like okay hit from behind and uh he's having trouble breathing uh they x-ray me from my neck down to my stomach yeah for the problems breathing yeah they don't do anything with the head yeah i go you know it's clear go back to the game game's over opposing coach buys me a that is the fastest hospital trip i ever would have heard by the way yeah but small town hospital i guess but yeah they're just like somebody's here hooray they they roll out the welcome mat for you they're just glad to do something i got a story for you later then um so i i I get back to the game game's over yeah uh opposing coach wants to buy me a a pop and i said no we're just gonna go yeah Uh, we get back home i step out of the car and fall over into an into a snowbank oh my god uh, so mom throws me back in the car. We run down to the, the hospital in Wainwright and, uh, they take x-rays of the head. Yeah. Maybe we should have had before. Uh, they send, they see something in the x-ray. They don't tell us what it is. They send it off to Edmonton. Edmonton calls and says, we got a uh, fixed wing coming to get him. Yeah. Uh, just get him prepped, have him boarded, whatever. And they take me to Edmonton and, uh, yeah, I had a, a grade three concussion and a blood clot in the back of my head. A blood so, clot. Holy crap, dude. Yeah. So I had, uh, two weeks of being strapped down. Yeah. And not being able to leave the bed and they shaved the back of the head and they mm-hmm. were, uh, 
they put probes on and they were using this vibration and medication and all this. They're like, if we can break it up in a, a, you know, proper way or whatever, we don't have to have surgery. Yeah. Uh, if you, um, if it goes bad, you're going to have a stroke. Yeah. What's a good place for this to happen? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're watching you. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to have a stroke, have one in the hospital. Uh, but, I mean, this is decades ago. It's not like they had oh, like, yeah. the stints that they have now or even no, the, it, the, the, the clot-busting drugs that they have. I, I'm sure it must have been different. Yeah, so you're saying, like, they're, they're yeah, using, like, vibrations. Yeah. Uh, and they may as well just, like, mind. turn you upside down and try to shake you. Keep you know? in mind, I, uh, <laughs> it's at so this primitive. point, I, I'm young and out of it, so I don't remember a lot of that sure. stuff. Sure. Uh, I remember at one point uh, the Oilers came to visit, mm -hmm. and... Uh, I mean, that's terrifying. Yeah. They, they do that to kids who are going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's really funny. It sounds like a really good thing, but yeah, <laughs> this is like make a wish type of deal. Yeah. Like, what are they doing here? Is this, is this that bad? Yeah. Is that um, kind of what was going through your mind or is that more of a reflection yeah, afterwards where you realize like, yeah, they walk in the door? When you walk in, they're like, oh my God. Yeah. Who, um, who do you remember who it was? Like, cause this is I, early nineties or not very little. Yeah. Uh, uh I'm just trying to remember if like the, the era, if they were Oilers, you wanted to see or just like, whatever, dude, like we're, we're going to take a break from the Oilers for the next like six or seven years. Maybe it would have been a good idea. Yeah. Um, I got to move around at like the three, four week mark. Yeah. Uh, and immediately one night went to the bathroom and then went out the wrong door and got in bed with the woman in the room next to me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You were in trouble. Uh, that was embarrassing, I guess. I sure. don't really remember. So, yeah, whatever. You know what, though? Like, I, I, when, when things were normal, I was in the hospital at the, like, working at the U of A hospital, and we'd see people, like, walking around naked. Like, one guy, apparently, he got up from maybe, like, a surgery or some sort of treatment. He was just walking around bleeding all over the place. Yeah. Like, just, just wild you never stuff know what in the hospital. Yeah. And you know what? Like, well, like, that's one of the things I, I kind of dislike, and maybe this is just me, is like, the, 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 the trend where people will wake up from some sort of like procedure or like usually it's like going, like going to the dentist or whatever and somebody shoves a camera in somebody's face. Like that person has no idea like yeah. what is going on. I really, that makes me super uncomfortable. I would hate to be captured on camera, like coming out of it. Like you just, you're not yourself. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe like a private sort of, like, let's show it to me later and just yeah. me, but to be like made a mockery of, I don't know. You just, so I haven't had the greatest time playing hockey. Um, uh, 2018, I went to Lethbridge to play in a 24-hour charity hockey game. Yeah, you should have quit decades before that. No, no. <laughs> uh, I still play rec hockey. Uh, yeah. it oh took my me gosh, that's the most that, dangerous kind, Rod. Yeah, after that, uh, hit from behind. It took like the next. I was missed the season. I missed everything. Yeah, it took me six months before I stopped getting headaches just yeah. walking. Um, what was? Is there a rehab? Like, can you do anything? Is it just no. like taking it easy? <laughs> You're just resting. Try not to think. Like, yeah. don't use your brain. Like, Seriously, like, do you have any idea how hard that is? Yeah, especially for you. Yes, like, I definitely, I definitely know that. Like, you're you're actively trying to just keep your mind free and clear. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I noticed that, like, if I was thinking about things, like trying to do math or homework or whatever. Yeah. Um, Pain. It it would hurt. It would it would bring on a headache, bring on a, an attack of that, and uh, so I started like sitting in the dark. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. Like, concentrating on uh, like a sound or uh, if there's a dot of light, yeah. concentrate on that and 
just stare at it and focus at it. And, and uh, that, I mean, that helped. That sounds like and prison. Then, That's like what happens to the people who are not very good in prison. They put them in the basement and they make up TV shows in their minds. Yeah, but years later, uh, a Toronto Blue Jay uh, got a concussion running into somebody else on the field. Yeah. And that's what the specialist ended up with him doing is sit in a dark room, think yeah. about basically nothing, uh, meditate, like keep your brain very still. That so that is it can so heal. hard. I actually can't imagine that. That's actually causing me a little anxiety right now. Try that sometime. It is. I mean, but it's got to be helpful. Get... It's probably for the best. Really, yeah. it's got to be a good yeah. skill to have. I mean, like six months later, I, I start, you know, being able to function, go yeah. outside without sunglasses on, stuff like that. Sure. Um, next hockey season comes out. Uh, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I what are your friends up. doing at this time? Like, and also, like, what are your parents? They're playing like, ball. <laughs> they're all good. Like, but do they like? Are they checking yeah. in on you? Like, are you oh, sort yeah. of like a I mean, pity case like a, or small, small town? So people dropping by and yeah. You know, what and, do do? and what about the and like you know the guy that hit you like do you know the the family or any, anybody like that like uh i so i had no idea where's his grave kinda, where did you bury him <laughs> <laughs> i had no idea and i kind of forgot about it for years yeah um, and then it'd be almost a decade later like eight years later for 23 24 ish yeah yeah um i'm in a bar in wainwright don't really know anybody because I'm from Irma. I mean, I, I know some people, but not enough that, you know, it's a safe bar to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden, three guys come up and want to fight. And uh, they have me confused for somebody else or like something. Oh, wow. I've done nothing, but they, they want to scrap. Uh, and all of a sudden, this guy comes out of nowhere and grabs the tallest one by the neck. And uh, he's just like, you want to fucking go? And Sorry. You want to you go? Uh <laughs> And he's got this guy by the neck and then another guy jumps in and, and uh, I, I have no clue who this guy is. Yeah. But he didn't like a three-on-one fight. So he sits down with me and then the other guy sits down with me and it's, it's Neil and it's Corky and, you know, that's it. We're friends. That's it. And uh, we became friends and, you know, we hung out for years. And then one, one year we're driving to Edmonton and we're talking about the old days and playing hockey. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I was good. I got hit from behind playing, playing in Hardesty. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Didn't score any more goals that weekend, did you? He had hit me from behind. Did, you, did he know that the entire time? He like This that. seems like, this yeah. seems like, a, like a twist. I feel like I should tell him <laughs> or he should tell me. Uh, and by that point, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? So I've been cutting drywall. Oh, and, no. sitting there. <laughs> and the cat jumped on it. Okay. <laughs> okay. It was, uh, it was the cat jumping on the drywall. That actually, well, I think probably scared you more than me, but yeah, <laughs> it's a little jumpy there. So wait, okay. So how long did he know that you were the one he hit and like kind of oh, like probably three years? That yeah. is crazy. And just never, I mean, I guess, how would you have found out? Like, it's yeah, not like I, you can kind of... Why would you bring that up, I guess? Oh, yeah. But, yeah. How did you feel when he told you that? Like, weren't, like, you just want to strangle was, him? Yeah, I was stunned. I was, yeah. But by the end of the weekend, it was, it was fine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know what I would do in that situation. He had to buy all the beer that weekend. Yeah, yeah, at the very least. What yeah. if, um, like, what, like, what if that fight actually happened? 
Like you could have been. I feel like like bar fights. I I I think I don't know. I'm gonna have to really talk well, to Lincoln about yeah, this. Keep bar in fights mind, are terrible. Small town bar fights are sure. different from big city bar fights. Are they really? Like you just? Oh yeah. You have legit like. No, yeah. nobody's nobody's getting murdered. It's yeah. Somebody's gonna catch a beating. You know. Yeah. You get a black eye, <laughs> a broken nose, maybe, but that's it. You hope so. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm scarred for life, and um, you know, not to bring it down too, too much. But a friend of mine, or my brother, my younger brother, his friend, they were 18. They're going out to the bars, and apparently, this kid wasn't even involved. He got hit from behind, like similar. Got, got kind of sucker punched. Got knocked out. Hit his head on the way down, and that was it. Like just yeah. gone. Like it's just like you just freak. I don't know if it's called a freak accident, but just a freak occurrence. And just, that's it. Just, just insane. This is why I won't be able to, like, now I understand uh, why my parents didn't sleep when we went out. Like, they were up when we got home. I'm like, what the hell does it matter to you? You're just, like, What could possibly here. happen? A lot can happen. Can a happen. lot can happen. Yeah, I had no idea. And, yeah, thinking about that kind of stuff. Um, holy crap. I just, concussions are weird, man. They are, they are awful, awful. Do you, do you have any, like, leftover symptoms or anything like that? I don't know. I'm I'm terrible at remembering dates now, but yeah, like, maybe that would have been the case anyways. Because <laughs> yeah. I am too, and I don't think I've. Uh, maybe I might have had a concussion or two, just undiagnosed. Really, most people have had a concussion. Yeah, yeah, especially when you know it was recommended that you wear a bike helmet back when we were younger. <laughs> it's like it's a good idea. Maybe you might want to yeah. wear one. I mean, growing up in a small town, we have bleachers at the uh, Ball Diamonds, mm-hmm. and in winter. The snow drifts up to them. Yeah. And we would go up to the top of the bleachers, jump off, catch cannonball into the snow, which is yep. a terrible idea. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, that was one of my black eyes. Was play, we were playing King of the Hill uh, in the <laughs> middle of winter. Just like, yeah, just um, piles of snow. And some some of the snow was probably closer to sheets of ice. And yeah, you just really never know what you're going to Yeah, you, you jump off on. and it's just a sheet of ice and you don't break through. You just pound your knees into your face my god i watch my kids run around and it's just like that's why i hurt all the time now yeah they're just running around they're bouncing off everything you just have the one you just have the boy uh well andrea and i have uh jameson he's three yeah and i have three from a previous relationship that three others yeah they live with their mom in grand prairie oh wow holy cow when did uh how did that happen you want to talk about that uh sure um, I just don't know how I, I want to like gently get into some of the things rather than just like blurring like tell me about that but yeah if, if you're yeah you have three kids but like how old are they how old are your three kids uh 14 uh 12 oh, now wow. nine yeah 10, so you're pretty young when that when that all happened yeah I mean we I I was with uh their mom for 10 years yeah um and it was, it was good we you know she had a job when we got started as a, as a relationship and uh, started dating and uh, got married, had her first kid. And what happened is she never went back to work. Mm. Uh, and that got harder and harder. And, and uh, every time I asked, you know, you know, we need some help here. We need, you know, something like, yeah, it, yeah, it just, I ended up leaving the paper, um, getting a job selling vehicles so I could make more money. Yeah. Uh, and the bills just kept climbing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It, eventually I, I said, that's it. Like, I can't, Yeah. Like, we can't do this. She wanted to go on a vacation, uh, to BC with her parents and me to drive with them. And I said, I, I can't leave work. Yeah. Like we can't afford me to be off work for three days, four days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she's like, well, I'm, I'm going, 
can you put money on the phone bill so it doesn't get cut off while I'm, I'm out there? Wow. You know, if that doesn't tell you we can't afford to do this, yeah. I don't know what does. <laughs> exactly. It's I got like back, you I told her that. It. I got back from work that day. There was a note that said she was going and needed to think about things. And yeah. That was it. I, uh, I called some friends that were going to play ball in Hardesty that weekend. I went and played ball. Yeah. And uh, after the first day, I came back and I stopped at my parents' farm on the way through Irma. And I told my mom, I said, when she gets back, we're done. And yeah. My mom said, it's about time. So, yeah. I mean, when people around you probably can see it and know, how, oh, yeah. how did you deal with it? Like, it seemed like it was kind of clear cut in your mind as well, but like, that's still got to be, there's, there's a lot of history there. There's a lot of stuff there. And 10 and years. Three of, kids. Yeah. Do you still I, see them? Do you see, like, they, they live with their mom, I, but like, what's that like? Well, I'm supposed to get them uh, once a month for a weekend. Yeah. And then I get them for a month in the summer. Uh, thanks to COVID and terrible scheduling. Yeah. I missed two months already this year. So. Yeah. My God, man. They so have, do they get, do get to get that made up? 11 close contacts. Yeah. That's just my old, my oldest daughter's school has 11 close contacts in one. Well, so, it's almost like they're just trying for it. Going for the record. Yeah. I, I don't understand. It's the, the school should have been shut down long ago. Yeah. I, you seem like you deal with these things pretty well though. You talk about getting like hit from behind but, concussion, still, still buddies with the guy who did I spent it. 10 years at a newspaper doing, um, well, they're, back it up one second. Um, I went to university after mm-hmm. I wasn't going to play hockey professionally and win yeah. Stanley Cup. Uh, my backup plan was going to school. So I, I went to school. What um, were you smart at, by the way? Like you said you were, you were good at school. What were you, like, what were you strong in? I, I was weak in history. I was good at everything else. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so you can do whatever really, you have wanted. A remarkable memory for everything except dates. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I mean, dates in the history, I'm okay with. Dates I've made now, not so Sure. Good. Yep. Um, I, I was going into the U of A genetics program, got accepted and said, okay, let's, let's do this. Um, first year is, uh, can I swear? A little, yeah, guys. sure. Yeah. So first year for people who don't know, and they're going to go to university, uh, <laughs> first year is basically bullshit. It is all the stuff you have already learned. They're getting a baseline on you to find out what you know, how smart you are. Yeah. And try and push you out of that into something else if they can. Interesting. Yeah, that's the one way to think Maybe about it. Maybe it's changed now, but um, basically, I've never that's thought what of it, it to push you into something else. I've just thought of it like just you're either gonna you're in it or you're gonna quit. Like I, yeah. I, I've I, that's what I was thinking was interesting. Is like maybe you'll go into something else. I've always just assumed that like if if you weren't gonna put in the work or if you weren't really thinking that you were cut out for it, that you just like drop it all together, and yeah. that's so kind of I, all they cared about. I, I didn't mind the work, but it was. Like this is the same stuff we did. Like, what can we learn? I want to learn something new. That's why I'm here. Yeah. That's why I'm paying, you know, ungodly amounts of money a year mm-hmm. to live in Edmonton and go to school this place. Um, and then the labs. Every day you go to a lab, and it is four concrete walls. Mm-hmm. There's no windows. Yep. It's all the lab equipment, and I was like, is this? is this what my life is going to be? Interesting. Yeah. And the, the prof says, well, yeah, you know, it depends what you do, but if you're going to be in the lab side of things, this is it. Yeah. And, uh, I, I can't, I'm not doing this. This yeah. the rest of my life in this. No. I, mm-hmm. So I went and talked to my parents and, uh, they said, well, 
if you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. What did they do, by the way? Like, can I ask what they did for a living? Uh, so my mom stayed home. Yeah. And my dad was a heavy equipment operator. Okay. So cats, buggies. Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. I love that. Yeah. Holy cow. I have huge, yeah, so, so much respect for that. <laughs> 16, 17, uh, and then start of 18. Every summer, that's what I did when I wasn't playing ball. Because mm-hmm. I'd go with him when run this, run this equipment. Salt I didn't have my license. Earth, and I'm running. boy, man. Holy cow. I love that. <laughs> I didn't have my license and I'm running a cat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How um, much damage could you do with that thing? Oh, you can do so much damage. <laughs> <laughs> like we play around with these things with like our Tonka trucks or whatever. But yeah, just this yeah. this thing totally built on hydraulics. Just The only to... time I ever did any real damage uh, was to the actual the machine itself. Um, I was driving a buggy, which is a big earth mover. You've yeah. seen the, the big tires and they scoop it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a rock that had split and was stuck in the ground. Yeah. And it split, had a knife edge and I was loading going across there. So you drop the bucket and you, you just max both engines and dig. And the tire spun across that rock and sliced the whole tire right in half. Holy crap. And there's crap. the fluid from inside the tire just spraying yeah. everywhere. I'm like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> My dad's running up, shut it down, shut it down. That was expensive. Oh but, my God. But what can you do? See, this is this is the thing. Like you're you you have so much so many life experiences. You're in a lab at one point. You're getting your back broken or your head, you know, cracked in so, hockey. Uh, it was it was or interesting. You're in a, and then, yeah, and then I leave university. My parents tell me you got to get a job. Sure. So, but wait, uh, what? So like it was it was either you're going to be so you got in the genetics program. You're in a lab. You realize that's not what you want to do, and then you go like nothing. Like there's not yeah. anything else in university like, that you want to take. I was like, I'm going to take a year and figure oh, out what okay. I'm going to do instead yeah. of just because you see how much money the university is. I'm like, I'm not going to pile up another year of this yeah, trying dude. to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, plus, my, my youngest sister was going to be coming up to university in a couple of years. And like, mm-hmm. my parents are going to need some help here. Maybe I won't spend all their money. Sure. Yeah. Um, so they tell me I got to get a job. There was a, a guy in town was setting up manufactured homes. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, you know how to run a tractor. You don't mind, you know, raking and all this stuff. He set up the lots. I'll hire you. We're doing lots all over Alberta into Saskatchewan. So we started doing that. And the second day on the job, they bring the trailers in and you have a pad already set up. Mm -hmm. And the pads have to be five feet, six feet, depending on the town, five feet or six feet off the property line. And they have stakes already set out. A guy's surveyor comes out, puts out the stakes and away you go. Someone knocked the stakes down. And they're like, well, how the hell are we going to do this? Do we have to get them back? It's going to cost us X amount of dollars. I said, well, we have the property line. Why don't we just set them up? Mm-hmm. So, well, how are we going to do that? It's like, well, you know, it's like 20 feet back from the property line, from the front of the property line. So you measure to 20 feet. You got the property line stakes, A squared plus B squared is C squared, right? And so you're, you're, like... Set, <laughs> you're like five feet this way, five feet that way at that point. Yeah. You know what the length of that rope has to be, where they cross, that's yeah. your spot. I did that and I nailed it. And he's like, well, okay, so you're not just raking anymore. You're going to be setting this stuff up. We're not hiring a surveyor. You can set this stuff up. You can get the lots. So I did that for eight months, nine months. Mm-hmm. And uh, was writing uh, reviews on the side. I had a, I had a gaming PC. Um, what year are I we talking now? Like what, and what, ga- like what era in gaming are we 90, talking here? Four ninety five. Holy wait! So what are you and who are you writing for? Like that doesn't like a GeoCity site or something? Uh, yeah. So I Angel I found, Fire. 
this uh, somebody had just set up a website. It was called bloodshot.org and you can I find it. I love it. It it's been dead for ages. Sure. Uh, and I I found it. I can't remember how I found it. He talked about it on some forum or something. I can't even remember how we talked to people back then. It's so yeah. long ago. <laughs> I know. Right? So I went and checked Carrier it out pigeon. and I said, Yeah, you know, it's cool. Uh you know, do you need a PC guy? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I've got these games. Here you go. SWAT. And, and, uh, I can't, I can't remember the games now. SWAT was one. Yeah. I can't even word SWAT though. There's so many of them now. Um, I said, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll write reviews for it. I wrote some reviews and, uh, and then what are the chances of that, dude, like <laughs> what are the odds like even like I didn't even think that I knew about free games or a review copy of games oh, for like not that long ago. To and be that honest means with you, PC is a giant boxed copy show for your best. house. That's yeah. the best. What a great I got, package! Uh, Falcon right. 4.0 that way, and it's just a, a huge book. Was that the uh, um like the oh like the oh my gosh I'm thinking of a plane I can't even think of a damn like air combat kind of a plane like is that what yeah it's about? Yeah. yeah absolutely like a flight sim for flight combat. simulators jesus thank you <laughs> so i wrote for that for six months ish yeah uh, i interviewed uh the doctors from bioware come uh, on did you really yeah because I, I lived right outside edmonton so i was like i'll just call them yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> look them up in the white pages yeah i'm just gonna call yeah. Uh, so I called and talked to the receptionist there and said, yeah, I, I write for Bloodshot. I want to talk to the, the you know, Ray and, uh, and Greg and, and can I just uh, get 10 no minutes with way. What game was like, about, was it around, was that Baldur's Gate or was that before? Baldur's Gate 2 had come out and they, I got a story from them about Smurfs. What? That, uh, on a, on a long weekend, uh, I can't remember which, probably Ray and scott the lead programmer sat around the office they were they were out of their minds because they've been working long hours mm-hmm. they said, well let's convert this to smurfs so they had those little three inch figures and they scanned them on a flatbed scanner to turn them into smurf figures imported them into the game changed the music changed the uh the, all the voice work just smurfing and by the time people came back in the office on monday they had a playable build and they're like here you go what and in the world? Of course, I'm like, yeah, we're just kidding. We're deleting all this. Don't worry. But Dude. yeah, that was a fantastic story. And then uh, I ended up from that, I got to write for EGM online. Uh, and what? That, <laughs> and then that got me to write for the Insight magazine. Yeah. Uh, Insight was a, a PC magazine, generally PC based. It had a demo disc in the cover. You had to tear the magazine apart to get yeah. the cover out. Yeah. Mm hmm. I still have some in my basement. Um, I got to write reviews for that. Yeah. And then doing all that for a year and a half, um, the guy at the paper here said, hey, we're losing our sports guy. Can you write sports articles? Yeah. Like, sure. Like, it's sports. How hard can it be, right? Was that was that exciting or was that like a, sure, if you need, if you really want me to? Or were well, you kind of like, oh. It what? was steadier work and I didn't have to be outside. So. Yeah. 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 It's cold here. Yeah, and uh, it's and like, oh, it's great. But you know what? I want to write a gaming column every week. Says, nice. Well, uh, okay. So he hired me. I go into the office. I have never used a Mac. Yeah. 
I've never used Photoshop. I've mm-hmm. you know used a point and shoot camera. I've never used an actual camera. Yeah, and no YouTube University to go quickly yeah. learn it by yourself. Um, Quark was what they used back then for laying out pages, Holy which is a terrible crap. <laughs> yeah, I'd never used any of this stuff. He says, "Look, Roger, the publisher, he's in Africa for a month. If you can't do the job by the time he gets back, he is going to fire you." Yeah. So I mean, no pressure. Yeah. Uh, I, I learned it just when I get cork down, we switched to InDesign. Oh yeah. Which was fine. It was, it was easier to deal with, but yeah, no doubt. I kept that job for 10 years. I won multiple sports photo of the year. I won, um, feature photo of the year. I won. What in the world? Episodes. I had no idea about this. About oh, yeah. you. I, but it, I mean, it's a small weekly paper. So, sure. whatever. uh, but I didn't want to go anywhere else. I mean, yeah, I grew up here. I know everybody, but then, Working at that paper for 10 years and having all those kids, you know, I'm shooting local sports and all that stuff. So all these kids that grow up and go elsewhere and all the parents that know me from that and, you know, surrounding towns, uh, Lloyd Minster had a football team, a senior football team. So I'd go cover that too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's at one point I went to Irma, which is 15 minutes away to cover ball. And then I drove to Provo, so it's an hour away to cover uh, drag races and then drove to Lloyd nice. another hour for the football team and then back to Irma for curling in the same day. And mm-hmm. I was like, where else can you do this? I um, love that. I mean, you need podcasts for all that travel. Oh, that's yeah. the only problem. <laughs> there were no podcasts back hey, then. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's the problem. <laughs> but, uh, Prime but time. Now, no matter where I go, people know me. Yeah. Uh, Andrea grew up in St. Albert. Yeah. We went to St. Albert to see her parents. We go to the mall. We walk in and we go into the, so the first store that's there, like uh, Sears or something, I can't remember. Yeah. The cashier knows me. Of course. How? She didn't see anybody she knew on that weekend in St. Albert, aside from her mom. Mm-hmm. I saw more people that knew me. It's oh, my crazy. gosh. <laughs> There's a person who used to live in, in Wainwright and moved to Edmonton. Yeah. Just happened to be working there when we came through. Mm-hmm. So did you ever like walk away from the gaming, like the, the writing about games? And oh, wait, actually, I want to back up for a second. Um the, the the PC game. What are, what are the kind of games were you into? Like when you like back in the nineties? Like what were, what were well, you playing? I mean, I, like I said, I started with the Atari and then uh, Master System. Never sure. had an NES. We used to rent them. I don't care about the consoles. What about, what about tell me about the PC? Everybody's played console stuff. Like what were, what were we playing well, on PC? Okay, and so what I got was your rig like too? How many megahertz? <laughs> oh man, uh, zero to start with. <laughs> yeah. uh, PC gaming back then was so different. I yeah, man. My first computer didn't have a graphics card. Yeah, they me neither. they weren't graphics cards. Mm-hmm. And then I had a 16, 16 meg uh, TNT. 16 meg. <laughs> and then a 32. Yeah. I had a GeForce 256 after that. I got the GeForce 256 just because it had hardware transformation and tessellation. What and the heck what? is that? <laughs> one game used that before that card was updated. And that yeah. game was Saya, and it wasn't even that good. Which one was that game? That sounds very familiar. A little baby angel, like in. Oh yeah, it looked like the it looked like the the Ally Ally McBeal baby. Very was, strange. Yes. Oh, dude, that you ma- see all those deforming surfaces. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah. Holy! As soon as you describe that baby angel, like I am picturing my like PC gamer magazines. Like that's a like it was very. It was everywhere. They marketed the crap out of that. I mean, game. it was technology wise. That game pushed so many. Yeah. Bounds. It's just from all the hardware stuff it did, but mm-hmm. it didn't really matter. Yeah, of course. Yeah, a lot of good it, examples like that. Yeah. 
Uh, and then after that, I mean, I, I played everything. If you would send it to me, sure, I'll review it. Yeah, like didn't matter if it was like tactical or CRPG or flight. I, I mean, I like obviously. I didn't even like shooters that much. I mean, there yeah. weren't really shooters then, but like flight flight games, uh, star games, uh, a lot star of flight Lantern, games. Lantern. Yeah, those games. I love those games. Microsoft has to bring those games back. Mm, I need a joystick to come back. I'm telling you, man, I need them to do. I think I've said this maybe once or twice before, but they've yeah, got the elite controller. Point. I need the sidewinder back. I'm yeah. telling you, I will push kids out of the way in order to get a <laughs> sidewinder. They won't want one anyways, but I, I don't know. The, the joystick went away. Like the joystick was such a central part. Like you had, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but PC gaming was like, you got your, your CD-ROM and then you had your, your sidewinder or your, your joystick, whatever it was. Maybe if you're really advanced, you might have like a thrustmaster or something. Yeah. Sort if of you game. were really, really good, you had that thrustmaster. You can, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody does that stuff anymore. It's... I I know. I, I mean, that was just, but you know, now we're into, you know, a lot of, there's so many first person shooters. There's a lot of like, kind of there's go-to genres now. It feel, I felt like back then it was, it was that fight flight sim, whether it was the Microsoft flight simulator or like X-Wing and TIE fighter, or even just X-Wing before. They, and you, you they know, I've got there. a good computer now. Yeah. Um, it's, it's about to get replaced. I'm replacing it with, uh, uh, 3080 powered rig. Yeah. This has a, do you have 10, one yet? Or is that what you're planning on getting? Uh, it's ordered already. Oh, snap. Are they, like, because I hear everybody saying that they're impossible to come. Like, is it? It is a month out. It's bad here still, hey? Yeah. 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 Sorry, you say you have a 1070 now? uh, 1070, yeah. 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 And uh, so Microsoft, I I played Flight Sim on this. It runs all right. Yeah. Um, I just played Days Gone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Days Gone runs pretty well. Like, it actually. And it runs on low end. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look great, but it'll run, like, a 1030. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm running into, I, I, I was just, um, I've got an i7 in mine and I'm running a 1440 and I don't know, 60 plus frames. Like it yeah. looks totally fine. Everything's maxed out. I'm very surprised by that. I don't What's know. What's your video card? 1070 Ti. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, they showed it on 1030 and I was like, that's maybe lower than I would go. It's yeah. Yeah. I mean thing. now, like what is it? A couple of years out now. And yeah. I'm at the point too, like I'm, I'm like, are you, you, you said you've got your series X. So yep. But you still want to have like a super powered PC right alongside it? Because I've, I'm kind of look, I just I want to don't even know why. Yeah. I, yeah. Right. I mean, honestly, mm. if I, I sit down here and it's all linked to the same monitors. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to play, I, it's so much easier just to get the Series X up. I know. Yeah. I don't have to worry about the noise of it kicking up. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it gets damn noisy. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's the thing that I, I feel like people, we, we should really do, just do that side by side. If, if anybody has like any qualms about these next gen, even even the PlayStation, I like to throw a little shade at the PlayStation because it is enormous. But even that, like you look at that and what the thing it's cranking out there. And like I can hear my PC. I, I generally take out the fan noise out of the podcast. Uh, but like this thing, like will cool my feet if I stick my feet on top of the tower. Like there, there's there's a ton of airflow that's happening here. Yeah. So mine, uh, my Series X is about 19 inches away from me yeah. when I play. Yeah. I don't hear the thing. Yeah, that's amazing. All. Yeah. I, I'm playing Gears Hive Busters, which should stress it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah, it's so good. If I fire up anything on the PC, the fans immediately kick in. I'm just like, oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, you mentioned you mentioned the docs before from BioWare. And yep. briefly, we were chatting uh, earlier today, like, 
let's talk a little mass effect can we geek out about mass effect for a little bit like are you just i kind of like i was gonna joke around with you i didn't want to put you in a, in a weird spot at the start of this but i was i was gonna just kind of start out by saying like i'm upset with you um because i can't play mass effect tonight we are doing this like i'm well, like i'm, I'm having a hard way. time focusing I, on work i would kind of like to play that yeah <laughs> uh, i'm really holding this against biomutant which i should be playing yeah uh because the review deadline comes up next week i want to say where did the hype for biomutant come from all of it? i feel like all of a sudden people are all about biomutant and it seems like the the it's a video game ass video game name like well, this super generic yeah. thing i don't know i think people really miss that double a space that this sure. inhabits you know yeah. it's it's not a 90 dollar game here in canada yeah yeah uh, which is nice mm-hmm. you know how many games a year do you buy sean like actually buy I mean, honestly, it probably just depends on like what Nintendo's putting out. Like, I, I generally, I would say for the most part, like whatever Nintendo is putting out, I'll probably buy it. I bought Mass Effect, um, day one, and that was like, so, I was so gratified by it that, like, thank God, because I've had a couple where I buy it first day, um, and regret it. I, I think I regret a little bit Tony, Tony Hawk. Like, I kind of yeah. had a good, like, weekend or two out of it, but it would have been, half as much if i bought it now so not too many like to answer your question in short like not not a whole heck of a lot so so having done this for god knows how long now um i have run that game column for something like 18 years yeah um i don't buy many games every year i nintendo would be the one because nintendo was really hard to get code from Mm -hmm. um i've always found that like even back when they'd at the newspaper, they'd send me something. Yeah. They'd send me a, a cartridge in a case, and I have to send it back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. you realize, like everyone else is just firing it out there. Like keep it, sell it, yeah. whatever. We don't care. Digital code, whatever. Nintendo is still like, ah, I don't know. I've given up. Like I just don't even. I don't yeah. even try. Like yeah. But, like, even in the bottom. EA. EA is fantastic. Ubisoft is fantastic. Yeah. Microsoft, Sony. Sony's come around quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, big time. Um, I mean, they just made a big change here in Canada. Everybody else is good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sony just made a pretty big change here, so that, yeah, that definitely their, their changes PR things. PR company now is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. They can't say enough or say anything about them, but hey, there you go. Yeah. Um, same as Biomutant. I, I can't say really anything about it, except that I think people will play it. <laughs> it's a game (laughs) it is a game it is a video game that exists well there's not a lot of those coming out these days though that's the thing like there's not a lot of there's not really a lot of games coming out so anything that that does happen i'm just i want to i would i would have loved to see because this game came out what on on friday i think um i was kind of hoping on monday morning we'd wake up or tuesday morning wake up and go and they go you know three million units sold like i want to see the celebration of it because i'm seeing everybody playing it and i just I that that series holds a very special place in my heart and it's not like it was tied to like any sort of experience or anything for me it was just I just think that it's special Mass Effect it hit at the exact right time for it it had the perfect vibe of the music Mm -hmm. I mean now playing through Legendary Edition and you get into that music again it's like no other game could get away with this but that music is perfect for that style of game yes perfectly said because it's not like um it's not like an anthem Right. Like it's not like and pardon the pun. That's that's actually not what I meant at all. It's not the, not the game, like the, the music. It's not like this yeah. doesn't have like an anthemic sort of like, I don't know, nothing like very noticeable. It's generally not something that people will go. It's not like a it's not like a John Williams type of experience. It's oh, more yeah. kind of like just, I don't know, ambient. And it's, 
it's so ever present too. Like you don't even realize it's playing sometimes during your conversations, but it's mm-hmm. it's low level and it's been there for so long. You just oh, unless you oh, it's perfect. Make yourself notice it. It's just like oh, it's whatever. But yeah. it keeps you totally in that game. And and my favorite thing about these games coming back is that there are so many people who are just going to be absolutely destroyed mm-hmm. when they hit some of these missions. Yeah, dude. Yeah. They are going to form a bond with people and then discover that consequences come from poor decisions. And we haven't had that really in games for quite a while. Like, yeah. I think it's hard to do. I think it's hard to um, to make those situations really like land and have have you feel what you're supposed to feel. And Like they kind of like, in a way, they almost that that type of experience kind of got dumbed down in a way um, to basically like telltale stuff. Right. Yeah, like I, that didn't have much else going on other than like you had these horrible decisions and people were going to die. Yeah. And, and when they're building a game like this, you're building a franchise or a trilogy or, you know, everyone wants to build this cinematic universe now. Mm-hmm. It can't just be a game. You can't just murder people because yeah. <laughs> the fans of those characters are going to hold that against you if it's mm-hmm. not absolutely perfect and something that they think is suitable. Yeah. Oh, they're going to be so upset. Well, I, what I think is the the magic here is that you have so much control over it, right? It's that classic, like, multiple endings in an RPG kind of thing. But it, there's, like, so – you can't even – you can't even really call it that. Like, there's just – it's just branching paths. Like, yeah. the journeys are different, but actually – and I think maybe that's the – maybe that's where people got upset with the third one is that they all culminated basically into one of three very, very similar type of experiences or type of endings. But uh, the journeys what, are so What did different. you think of the ending? I honestly had to look up why people were mad about it. Like I was I, perfectly, perfectly fine with it. I, I think a lot of people, like they all wanted their decisions to matter at the very end. Yeah. And it, it can't because that's how they're running this universe forward. But all your decisions mattered just before the end. Right. When they're, they're taking, I can't, I don't want to spoil anything. When yeah. You know, when there's a, a thing happening at the end where you're, talking to people and all that like there's all your choices mattered there depending on who's there who's not there i mean that stuff if you were paying attention you played those games leading into that third one that stuff hit and i feel like that was more satisfying actually that you had like you actually had those what was normally reserved for that like i said the multiple endings sort of like you got one of whatever five endings at the end of or maybe even 12 of chrono trigger or whatever like you got that satisfaction throughout the games and actually like as the games kind of went from one, two to three, but, and I think that's maybe where that dissatisfaction kind of came from is because we'd been, we'd grown up on games where it was the ending that you would see that was different versus this experience, which is the journeys are completely different. Like yeah. who's going to, who's going to make it from one to the next. And it's like, I was, um, it's, it's hard to talk about a 14 year old game and try to not, not spoil <laughs> yeah. it. But... How do I not spoil this ancient game guys? <laughs> well, leave it to, like, I'm talking about the Rachni, like the decision about, <laughs> about that. Like it's a, it, some of these are, are huge. And that's, I mean, those are the hallmarks of, of Bioware games. It's, and, yeah, I mean, the villains are amazing. Thing. I, I don't want to talk about a decision you make very early. Well, not that early. I guess in the first game, there's a decision you have to make about a thing and it's, I went back and started again. Yeah. After yeah. <laughs> I led to uh, a death I did not want. And I was like, oh, 
no, no, that's not, no, that's not oh, going to work for me. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. You know, there's only been a couple times where I've had to like re reload a, a, an older save just because I, um, maybe I, I accidentally pressed the wrong thing. Like, and there I genuinely didn't mean for like a thing to happen or for an entire species to be wiped out. I'm like, no, no, no. Or, Whoops. or in my case, I'm actually playing this time as renegade. I didn't mean to save the species. Oh. So that made me feel like a particular, like a quite a monster because I accidentally saved the species and I went back and I'm like, oh, that's not acceptable. I'm going to play the last 35 minutes over again so I can make sure that these guys are gone for good, man. I, I have played both Paragon and Renegade. Uh, the difference I'm doing this time is I'm playing on Insanity, which is the very first time I've gone all the way through. Yeah. Uh, I was I was replaying the first game on Insanity uh, two months ago, trying yeah. to get through it. It is so hard. Yeah, yeah. Legendary Edition is so much easier. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't had a wall that I run into yet. Same. Maybe that that uh, changed the leveling curve is what the has that's what i'm wondering too i'm having like i'm i don't i I find i don't really have to tweak my gear at all like i feel like i'm leveling up very very quickly um and yeah i'm not really having any trouble at all um if anything like it's just when i kind of get a little silly i'm like i'm not gonna hide behind any of this cover (laughs) and we'll see how long we can take these guys on nope that's a mistake that's Uh, basically it but yeah you have to be very very careful i think there's so many satisfying things in that game Mm. like uh being a biotic and, and hitting somebody with lift and then throwing them and they're just gone. <laughs> gone. <laughs> the first time I did that again, I was like, oh, that's a thing. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Now you, you just, you know, move around and maneuver to get people to where there's a, a drop behind them. You're just like, okay, bye. Off the edge. The, you need the Wilhelm scream on that. Up, gone. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's sort of like the, the, the magic that we discovered when we played breath of the wild for the first time where you're like, Oh, that's actually how that should work. Like that, that those yeah. physics, that makes sense. That's how it should this happen. Is, I'm going to try this cause it's not going to work, but it, Oh my God, it worked. Oh, he, there he goes. Yeah. 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 I and can't believe that worked. man, physics like that in games, just like, it blows me away. I, I, uh, I was in the, the Mako, which I mean, that's a whole other conversation, but I, I just kind of, is it a rocket or some sort of grenade? I don't know the, the heavy gun, um, hit one of the, uh, a geth or something just, sitting on the on the side of the road blasted him and he just like went up a mountain and like that kind of stuff will always make me laugh as long as i live just outrageous distance the elder on the scrolls thing. dupe a thousand watermelons and drop them down a hill oh my gosh man i want to like i don't know if this is putting you on the spot or anything but what is like when you think about like some of your favorite games like what's what what's close to your heart in the in the history of all like you've been playing games a while you've you, you played lots of games probably more than the average person what kind of sits up there uh, Sid Meier's Pirates. It what was, in the world? <laughs> it's it's uh, an old ass PC game. It's, yeah, uh, they brought it back for console at one point. Um, you're basically Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, you're huh. cruising the Caribbean and trading and fighting, and it was it was the first PC game uh, that I really got into. I didn't have a PC. A friend had a PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lived just up the hill from Irma's little arcade. Yeah, little two machine arcade that I would go into, and the older boys there smoking and swearing and playing pool, and I'm just playing Wizards of War. Yeah. Um, so how thick were your glasses back then? Like how dorky are we talking about? <laughs> uh, I didn't. <laughs> but you're kind of like a jock. Like you're kind of you're playing the hockey, you play the things. Like you're, I don't know. Yeah, or you know, small towns, you can be a nerd and still play hockey. Like that's just, you're doing all the things. You have to play hockey. That's yeah, but you're also driving the tractors around and doing all the like it's just yeah there's you're not a, you, you can't you can't put you in a bucket man you have to multi-class 
Yeah, multi-class. multi-class very early. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Very early. Yeah. There's no, there's no dump stat when you live uh, in a small town. It's mm-hmm. you have to you have to have them all. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, do the uh, whole uh, Fallout special. Just give it all <laughs> all of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm reloading just to get all the points. Um, so yeah, that that PC game that meant a lot to me. That that showed me how much variety there could be in a game because every time we played it, something different happened. Yeah. Sure. Um, Call of Duty, you know, rain. Name any Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played them all with friends, and we, man, we played every day for months. Yeah. Modern Warfare was amazing. We had callouts for all the multiplayer maps. Uh, it was just so much fun. Uh, it's imagine like I don't, I haven't seen for years. That we're playing with every day now. Are you really? Yeah, video games like kind of brought you back together and everything. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the best. I was gonna say like you can't you kind of have to imagine maybe ten fifteen years from now. Although Call of Duty's been around for so long, maybe this is kind of a null point. But like I think about Goldeneye, like the you know the the, the nineties. Just that's the the memories I have is playing with friends on the couch and putting yeah. the, the. So did you did you do the cardboard screen? I was just gonna tell you that we put the cardboard <laughs> up on the screen so you couldn't uh, peek at the other corners and everything. Like we did so all did, of that. How did you do that? So well, what we did with, uh, so we had top and bottom. Mm-hmm. Oh, we had all bottom. four. It was a cross. Like we oh, did. We we did uh, one team on top, one team on bottom, and a, a piece across the middle. That's a good and idea. And the team down below sat in front of the couch. The team up top sat with their feet on the couch, sitting on the back of the couch. Mm-hmm. So all they could see is the top. That is so bloody tense. Like people, mm-hmm. people think like Escape from Tarkov and games like that are tense. Now you have no idea. <laughs> well, especially because you like when you get to that point in your gaming, you've been playing already with the like shared screen. You can see everything for probably quite some time. Like nobody's going into Goldeneye for the first time and setting up the cardboard kind of thing which also speaking of you know coming up with a solution that you think that is probably the first in the world it blows my mind how ubiquitous that experience seems to be it's much more common than i thought how can we do this (laughs) we always got everybody's got a cardboard box box. those are the things that continue to come up as i talk to people is like the it's the cardboard box for goldeneye and like the blowing in the uh, in your nes cartridge like when that doesn't work like these are just you know i i love having those memories before internet like now we'll all share like what how, how, everybody, how to best do it all everybody with a, a first gen playstation that uh had the cd spring loosen and you, you had to tip it on its side first to get it to play and then after that it got heated up and loosened more you'd have to turn it on its on its lid so the disc wouldn't shake what i never had a playstation oh, that was that I didn't was know uh, that thing we used to daisy chain playstations together with these little tvs like little 60 pound maybe 18 inch tvs uh and we daisy Wait, system connect the, them like what do you mean daisy yeah, chain yeah like you, you play multiplayer against each other yeah, multiplayer games in the same room uh we had a room upstairs at the house you, you put all of them together and we tried it with computers but that room got so bloody hot oh my god i mean even so the monitors the, 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 yeah. the towers themselves but yeah the monitors took up all the space and yeah and nobody had a flat screen they were all right god-awful big monitors mm-hmm. uh, when, when we did it with playstation it wasn't so bad Sure. Had little TVs and uh, everybody had to plug in. You could put a plug a headset in and uh, mm-hmm. kill the volume on the TV. And, and yeah, it was oh it God. was fun. That kind of stuff. We played uh, Command and Conquer that way. Yes, yeah, oh, I love uh, it. That's a lot of fun. That kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Oh my gosh, man! I could. Uh, we could go down. We should go down memory lane another time. Actually, we should. We should, we could probably go through like the 
like half decades at a time. Like, let's oh. do the, that would be so fun. I, I mean, I did, I did leave gaming for a little while when I was going to university. Um, just for a little while there, I, I dropped out of, like, I missed the Dreamcast entirely. Yeah. Um, the, the year and a half of the Dreamcast. Yeah, I, I feel like I missed nothing. There was no Sonic game for that, and nobody cares about that. There no was a Sonic game for that. No, you can't there just was dismiss not. It. <laughs> it's not like there wasn't a Sonic game. Uh, there was no good ones. How about that? Um, that's the one. That's one that I. That's probably one of the Sonic games I played the most. And there's a. I don't remember the boss battle of it, but uh, and I don't know too many people who even play that game. To your point, that's the one where I will reference and like nobody knows what the hell I'm talking about. But there's like a voiceover that was like on repeat. And um, anytime that Sonic got attacked by this whatever it was, he would say, um, "Oh, I can't even remember. now. I'm blanking on what the heck he said. Take this." Here it comes. Take this. Take that. It was over and over and over again. That became a, a stupid inside joke with like me and the three friends that actually played your, that. Your that very game. first meme. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, what's the weirdest system you've had? I think probably probably the Dreamcast was probably the, the weirdest one. And I, I think it was weird because for a couple of reasons. We, we, we played Dance Dance Revolution on it with a burnt disc and the dance pads from um, from Chinatown. You could buy it like downtown. Like you'd, yeah. it's kind of like an import type of deal. Um, that, 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 that system was, was pretty weird. But I, don't, I didn't have anything like a 3DO or anything like that. Or I had a 3DO. Yeah, I think that would be, that'd be categorized yeah. as kind of weird. I, I bought very few games. I played a lot of demo discs. Yeah. Way of the Warrior demo was we just played that for hours. Yeah. It's Yeah, no, I never had or like um I'm not old enough to have like the, the Magnavox, like the Odyssey, like the the thing that you throw over your your TV. I think that'd be kind of <laughs> kind of strange as well. A guy in Irma had a ColecoVision at one point. Yeah. I played that and I was, this is different. I yeah. don't know if it's good, but it's okay. <laughs> That's a good question, man. I have to kind of go through. I'd almost have to like think about like what came after one after the next after the next. But like it was all it was all weird just gaming on a like our giant 27 inch we, we thought was giant. But the it was like the giant oak um, furniture piece that you could sit on like the, the TV was <laughs> Did you see enormous. the picture I tweeted the other day of my 35 inch. I did. Was that the Trinitron or the Sony? Was that the Sony? Yeah, it didn't Sony have handles man. on it. No handles. I had to carry it by myself out of the basement. Yeah, I got it. I got it all the way up to the top of the stairs and it slipped. Yeah. And it's like, it's going, I just got out of the way because I don't yeah. want it to take me with it. Mm-hmm. It smashed down to the bottom of the stairs. It gouged one stair up. The TV was fine. <laughs> they're just indestructible. <laughs> they're good TVs, man. They're, they're really, why were you holding on to it so long? Were you playing, were you playing retro games on it? Oh, the, or the just kids had it downstairs. It's immovable. We, yeah. We played, um, I still had a Genesis. We're playing, uh, Madden football. We played like Tyson and I would play Madden football. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And outside from that, really nothing. Simpler uh, days. Like, yeah. They, what... They'd play the Wii U on it, but they kind of preferred to play the Wii U on the the actual Wii U screen. <laughs> They're just like, it's better, Dad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Lincoln's kind of kind of doing that too. And he's already, we're thinking about, because we've got the two TVs down here. Yeah. And we've, we've um, when we he's upgraded to. little one. Well, we're thinking about maybe getting two tvs upstairs because what we did was we swapped out like the tvs that were down here we just went up to the the lg the nano cell one so those are on the wall now um but we never actually sold the plasmas that were up there before so one of them moved upstairs we've still got we just have it sitting here we're trying to sell it but like nobody wants a i don't blame them nobody wants an 11 year old 55 inch plasma like you know even if it's 
two or three hundred dollars. Like people just in, don't they don't in ten want more it. years. That'll be a collector's item. People are like, oh, I have to have that. It's the only way to play this game. It's a good panel, man. I think that I love the TV, but yeah, it's it's very very interesting just how just how a how cheap TVs have gotten. Like it's actually hard to compete. Like when you go. A 50 you can get a you can buy a brand new tv 55 inches for 400 500 bucks and people go like it's not worth it to buy this decade old thing i had a sony set um i paid i wanted 3500 bucks for it I yeah say. uh i had it for six years seven years and then the optical block was going that the screen kept getting yellower and yellower yeah to the point where i turned entirely black and white and it was yellow and black wow and so Just i, I sent pictures to sony and they're like yeah Okay, well, there was a class action lawsuit over it. We'll come replace it. Oh, really? Yeah. So, and it was like three months until the end of the class action lawsuit payouts and stuff. Man, you are so lucky. Coverage. Nobody gets that kind of luck. <laughs> so, I got it replaced. I got it repaired. And then six months later, it started yellowing again. Mm-hmm. So, I called them back again and said, yeah, it's, it's like the, the block is yellowing again. Sent them pictures and they're like, okay, we're not going to replace it. We're not going to, we're not going to repair it. We're going to replace it. Yeah. So you can replace it with an equivalent TV, uh, this price or let. And so I've got a brand new TV. That's the and, best. That's the yeah. best deal. I just hope it dies now. Like, yeah, exactly. If You're something just goes wrong, on it. Covered yeah, by don't turn it off. <laughs> don't ever turn it off. Just leave it on, have something playing on it. Just, you know, get your hours in. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. It's, it was so much, just, just an incredibly lucky situation. I would never have bought another TV like that otherwise. But yeah, yeah man. I love and I never it. watch it. I, I spend all my time either playing games or working on stuff so that's just it that's just well i'm trying to i feel like i'm going to be ignoring all of my um actual real world responsibilities i recorded the nintendo drive earlier today and i was like i'm i'm not playing anything nintendo it's all mass effect for me right now man i'm playing a 14 15 year old game at this point so life is but life is good life is good are you good like are you like things things seem good you all right yeah i mean it's Things are really strange at work. We, we've got less stock than I've been there seven years now, and we yeah. have less stock now than I've ever seen on the lot. So you're moving cars. We just don't have cars coming in. Oh, have, okay. Ford has something like thirty thousand trucks sitting at a warehouse waiting for modules for yeah. micro, you know, semiconductors or uh, microprocessors, thing, things like that. Yeah. yeah. Same. So those damn same. consoles, use them all. Yeah. I mean, every it's just everything uses them. Yeah. Everything uses them and there's a shortage. There was a fire on a, in a factory in Japan. There's a goddamn boat stuck in the Suez. There's yeah. all kinds of problems. Did that uh, impact this did the boat? The like, boat the, impacted everything. Yeah. Like, a lot of people don't realize there's there's so many parts on that boat yeah. for other things that now they're behind. And all those ships behind it are behind and those ships were carrying things. Seems kind of basic, but yeah, it's it's kind of fundamental. Yeah, you should just fly just, everything. It's just everything it, gets flown everywhere. It's funny. We uh, we had somebody at work. She's um, she moved to out to Newfoundland, but we're gonna have her contract out a little bit and do, and help us out. And um, she's out. She's so remote that um, yeah, the, the the laptop that we're shipping out to her is gonna take part of the trip by plane. Then it's gonna get on a truck, and then it's gonna get on a ferry. <laughs> And then it's, I think, going to get back on a truck and get out uh, to where I'm like, can I, can we please just like make sure this also ends up on like a dog sled at some point in the journey? Can we just like get all modes of just travel? Hook it to the north so we can dog sled it down. I think that would be great. Yeah. 
Anyway, man, we're about that time. Uh, but before we kind of like wrap things up, do you want to tell anybody like you talked a lot about all the things that you're writing? I know you got a YouTube channel. We're going to get you to 100 subs here right away. Um, talk to me about that kind of stuff and tell people where they can find you and all that. Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at anti-macro, A-N-T-I-M-A-C-R-O. Uh, that's where I tweet a lot of dumb stuff. What is uh, that? Aside- what is anti-macro? What, what is that? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> so Asheron's Call was an was a MMO that Microsoft put out years ago. Yeah, man. It's the very first one I ever played. And I, I liked the game. It was it gave you complete freedom to make your character how you wanted, and you could totally gimp your character. It was yeah. one of the first games I played where it's like, yeah, no, your character is really screwed. You should probably start over. There's mm-hmm. no way to fix that. But I love that. And and then as the game got more and more developed, these macros got pushed into it. Yeah. And for the start of it was people didn't want to do the fletching where you have to, you know, put arrowhead on arrow, repeat, put arrowhead on arrow. Right. So they used macros for that. And Ken Carl, who was an executive for Microsoft, said, hey, macroing's fine. Go nuts. And people used that to do combat macros. So they, uh. like, they got so advanced, they would be archers and they would go hunt. Mm-hmm. They'd gather loot. They'd go back to town. They'd save the stuff that was special. They'd sell everything else. They'd buy the materials for the arrows. They'd make the arrows. They'd teleport back where they needed to hunt. They'd hunt. It got to the point where you couldn't go. Like some of these quest dungeons were just completely covered top to bottom in macros running combat because how the system worked is you would pass some of your experience to the person above you in this like fealty chain. So they created what they called... Uh, experience chains where they only had one person below them. The idea was like a pyramid scheme where you have a king, they'd have people below them and the people below them and it would fan out and so much experience would get funneled up that one person who you know, controlled this whole thing would become super powerful. Yeah, These guys did it so it was a straight line and they min-maxed the uh, loyalty stat and the, the I can't remember the leadership stat I think it was called to maximize the, the experience going through and at the bottom of that chain, they put people playing 24 hours a day, just killing things automatically. The nerve of these dorks. Holy crap. So we, we tried to fight back. Like players, regular players tried to fight back and say, look, this is ruining the game. Like, what are yeah. you guys doing? And they said, well, Microsoft says it's okay. We can't do anything about it. So we took it on ourselves to um, fight back our own way. These guys had to allow things be given to them so that they could... You know, they could go restock their bot and whatever. So we would get sides of beef, drop, you know, all the sides of beef we could on these guys, bump their weight limit way up. They get exhausted. (laughs) And when you get exhausted, your defense doesn't matter and you get murdered. So we were just killing. Oh, my God. I love that. (laughs) And I organized on the, it was the VN boards at the time. I organized this whole thing. And, uh. I call myself the anti-macro because I was I, like, enough. Like, play the game if you want to play the game. I, I love that you plot. didn't let them push you out. Like, you're just going to you're gonna find a way to, like, basically, you kind of, like, did a judo move there. Yeah, and eventually Microsoft came around and said, okay, combat macros have got to go. Um, at that point, it was it was too late. Like, they allowed yeah. it to get to the point where there was such a high power level in the people who did this versus yeah. such a lower power level in everybody who just played the game legit. yeah. They they changed the the areas. Now there was no place for new players to come in. They're coming in and, and they had this like 
you know, 20 miles they could go, and that was it. Level up in here, because if you step outside that, it's for the macro people, and they die. They, they'll kill you, you know? Yeah. It, it was bad. It's uh, a story as old as time in video games, where, like, it's just the nature of games. There are limits and borders and rules, and people will figure out, like, always how fun. to get the edge, whether, it made, whether or not it makes it a rewarding experience or not. And like, I, don't, I, don't I don't care if you ruin the game for yourself, but right. if you ruin the game for everybody else, like... These guys would go into these quest locations before they started uh, instancing all this stuff. Yeah. And they could one-shot stuff that everyone else had to fight. And they just walk in. Like, everyone else is making a line. Like, oh, we'll help you kill it. You get yours. Go. Next guy. Yeah. These guys would walk in, kill it. They could do more damage. So I would they absolutely cut. walk away from that. Like, there's no way. They had they lost a lot of players. I'm that. sure. Yeah. they would. And, yeah. Uh, and then when I started working at the newspaper, I was shooting sports. So I had a, a long lens. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I laughed and said, well, I'm against macro lenses now. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Got to be consistent. So what's your YouTube channel? Uh, YouTube.com slash anti-macro is one. The other one uh, that I'm doing with 4K HDR 60 frames a second video off that Ninja 5. Mm -hmm. I don't have a custom URL for yet. So I. Send me the link. We'll get you in the, we'll get you in the show notes. Um, What's your last video? What'd you last, what'd you last do? Uh, There's one of Mass Effect. The first yeah. 20 minutes of Mass yes. at 4K HDR. It's just going to go live whenever it's done processing. It's it's an ungodly long process. Well, I think you've got at least a couple of days before people hear this, so you're probably you're probably all right. Man. It'll be it'll be good. It goes. Uh, I put it up yesterday. It usually takes about a day to finish the HD processing, and then another five or six hours to do HDR. Can't you? I, I cannot wait for us to look fondly on the days where, like, remember when it took a day for that? Like, it should just be quite oh, a bit quicker I, to work the video on my computer. Yeah. is only like nineteen hours. Yeah, that's for a uh, twenty that's... minute video. That's why I'm getting the new the new computer. There's nothing yeah, wrong with man. this one, but yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see the build. I can't wait to see what you're doing on the on the YouTube channel. Is there anything else? I don't want to cut you at the end, but there, if there's anything, you can send me links. Send me all the things you want me to to have in the in the show notes. I'm gonna get in the habit of that. Rod, anti-macro, thank you so much, man. Do I introduce you as Rod Orocheski? Is that like, or sure. should I get you rid know, of this we, part? We never even talked about how I ended up meeting you, a guy who lives 200 kilometers away. I know, but I don't want to get Brock like that. Like, I already tell him he changed my life. Like, that's enough for Brock. Like, that's, but wait, okay, so you, since you bring up, okay, were you guys at a zombie thing? Is that what the deal was? I, through Xbox, I got to go to a zombie survival camp in Bancroft, Ontario. Yeah. And... For like state of decay, yeah, yeah, and uh, the influencers roll in, and it's Maca and Green Skull and Brock, yeah, and uh, they all stuck to themselves, and you know they're kind of the way influencers are, you know. Um, but on the second day when we had the zombie survival part kick in, I ended up teamed up with uh, Brock's friend Randy, who was a photographer, so mm-hmm. we had a lot to talk about, and. Uh, then Brock lost his phone, so I was trying to help Classic him find Brock. his phone. Yeah, he's rolling like everyone else <laughs> is just run from the zombie. Brock is combat rolling through the foliage, and <laughs> yeah, luring them in circles so we can pull the ribbons off to kill them. And just he's a giant child. <laughs> <laughs> he loses his phone, a zombie finds it and doesn't tell anyone because he can't break character. Uh, so oh I, my I, God. I helped him find that and then he followed me on Twitter. I followed him back and we like the same kind of stuff and we're just both idiots. Yeah. And uh, then he's like, yeah, you should, you know, Sean, I don't know who you're talking about. 
It's like, yeah, yeah this from guy's Edmonton. Edmonton. Yeah, how do you not know him? <laughs> exactly, classic. Yeah, it's a, it's a classic like U.S. person thinking all Canadians know each other. He's mm-hmm. like, you're, you're from Alberta, you should know each other. Yeah. But yeah, we're, we're forming a group here, man. There's a lot of us. There's 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 a few like we could actually maybe do a, a, a thing of this. Super like, group the, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll get together and apologize for things. No Brock's allowed. No, nah, actually, I'm just kidding. that would be amazing. That'd be, I mean, I love Brock, of course. But I just kind of, I don't know. I don't know why. Like, I never really imagined that there would be like an actual like real meeting. I just, I, I don't, I don't um, imagine an, an origin story for Brock and like meeting anybody. He just was. He came into existence knowing. Yeah these people that's just kind of the way that i imagined it all yeah it's it's funny when i talk to him about pr people he's like i have no idea yeah who's that i know they just send me stuff i don't know who that is yeah 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 that is all um thanks for coming on man i really appreciate it this uh this late night uh we'll be shoveling snow maybe tomorrow morning so that should be fun but yeah man thanks for thanks for carving out time for me tonight i appreciate it dude anytime guys have the the countdown going do you have some something going on your watch or your phone or maybe it's a a widget on your i don't know i guess that would also be on your phone maybe on your desktop computer e3 is coming it's happening you guys we're gonna do predictions i'm still locking down some guests for this we're gonna do man i don't think we did anything last year because i guess e3 wasn't a thing last year it's been a while but it used to be a staple on the show to have people on uh, a little different. A little di- obviously, this is a the, what you just heard is pretty typical one-on-one. Like, who are you? What do you do? What makes you tick a little bit? Um, but when E3 comes around, we we do the predictions. We have a couple people on the show, and that's been. I mean, we've been doing the show. We, me, uh, I've been doing the show since December of 2015 was when Seamus Mullins came on, and uh, it's, what is that? Six almost. We're coming up on six years, man. So we actually have a lot of you guys can go back. You should look, listen. You can go find in the in the feed. If you're on the right feed, you can go back a long time. There's another feed out there that you're if you're subscribed to it. There's probably about 70 episodes. Uh, the right feed is the original one, which has like 240 episodes. It's going back a while, man. Coming up on 250 as it turns out. But we're gonna have um, confirmed. Man, I'm gonna jinx it. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna jinx. But Fiona McKinnon is confirmed to uh, to do some predictions. And man. I can't wait to revisit that story. That was very special. I was talking to Ryan Turford about it tonight. And um, first time Fiona and I ever met was was doing E3 predictions. Her first podcast was that podcast. And there's, there's good stuff, man. So so more content, if you can believe it. More content is coming your guys' way. I, I love E3. I'm so excited. Um, I should tell you that if you want to support the show, a couple good ways that you can do it. You can support me on Twitter. Just follow me if you're not already. At Sean Capri. Sean like Connery. Capri like the pants. Just like my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Sean Capri, where I am playing games on Thursday, Fridays, and Saturday nights. And I would love to see you guys there. Um, but the ultimate, the ultimate way, if you're just like, holy crap, I really enjoyed that. I would like to listen to it next week. And I would like to enjoy that as well. And among, like... I don't even know how many shows. Ryan, Ryan Trevor, how many shows do we do on, on the Patreon? Patreon.com slash Amy Capri. Like, it's, it's in, you can't count them. We're beyond counting because I actually think there's more than my fingers. There, there may be more shows than I have fingers on my on my two hands. So I'm kind of screwed. So there you go. Patreon.com slash Amy Capri. Lots of benefits, lots of exclusive uh, stuff. And you get to feel good for supporting me and Ryan because uh, we're, we're busting our tail, man. We love doing it. We love having you here for the ride. For some strange reason, I uh, end the episode with this heavy rain thing. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, I'm going to be back next week. I don't know exactly when those E3s are going to drop, but sometime. But in the meantime, here's Jason. Jason! Jason!
Jason! Jason! Jason! Jason! Jason! Sean! 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 Jason! 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 